I'm Kate Daniels. If you're ready for some local adventuring, you're in the right place. And if you're not ready for it, I'm trusting you will be once you meet Peggy Cleveland, who has made Tacoma her home and who has written a great little resource book, 100 Things to Do in Tacoma Before You Die. The book is fascinating, as is Peggy's story of her journey to making Tacoma home and writing her book. Peggy Cleveland, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thank you. I'm really excited to appear on your show. Well, I'm really excited, too, for numerous reasons. I'm just so fascinated by the life you've led and, uh, you know, just how you keep creating all these interesting things for yourself. And now, with your travel expertise, this new book, 100 Things to Do in Tacoma Before You Die, and not to miss the point that there's a bucket on the cover, too. So I love that nod to uh, to that as well. It's funny because when it first came out, I did a, a social media post. Uh, when your bucket list is to write a book and get it published and there's a bucket on the cover. So <laughs> I, I too noticed that as well. You know, and so that gives me a different perspective too. This is fun. This is like being in a in a great uh, writing class because actually, when the the bucket is over top of the word "die," and I thought, oh, that's kicking the bucket. So you want to do that too, but it's filling the bucket. See, yes. it's uh, the metaphors are are just really wonderful. So this book, one hundred things to do in Tacoma before you die. You know, we don't necessarily think, which is. That's a terrible thing, but we don't think of, oh, all those things to do in Tacoma. So it's fascinating that it takes someone to come to locate newly to the area and find all these treasures for us to enjoy. Well, I think actually, I think I was the perfect uh, person to write the book. And it's kind of interesting because usually as an author, you know, you come up with an idea, you write a book and then, you know, it's it's very difficult to get published you know, by a, by a, a publishing company. But in this case, I just in summer 2021, I just randomly got an email from Reedy Press saying, hey, would you like to write this book about Tacoma? And I'm thinking, well, yes, I would. But is this, you know, a scam? I just thought it was so odd. And then come to find out uh, someone I know at Travel Tacoma, they had reached out to them and asked for a writer and they recommended me to write it. So, but so it was kind of nice, you know, just starting out knowing that, all this work was going to be worth it because it was definitely going to get published. So that made it a lot easier. Um, but the reason I'm the best person to write the book is, yes, I'm not from the area, but we're a military family. We moved here about nine years ago. I guess it was about seven, you know, when I was writing the book. And so, you know, with military uh, families, after you've been in a location, you have the insider knowledge of a local, but also the fresh eyes of a tourist. And so a lot of people, I think, live in their destination and you just, um, you get, I, I guess you don't really think about doing things in um, in your area. And I think with COVID, people started to kind of look inward a little more and start pr appreciating their communities a little more too. Absolutely. Well, so all of that is really quite fascinating, you know, the way it like just landed of course you you've had the preparation you've been writing and you've had the travel so it made sense but uh, the fact and of course you had the publisher they knew you they were the ones to recommend your writing it correct well the uh, travel tacoma which is the um tourist desk you know um 
mark or i'm not sure what the correct term is a destination marketing organization i think but anyways travel tacoma does a lot with the visitors and convention center and everything and the ones that run that so reedy press what they do is they look at a market and if they think a book would sell there then they reach out to like the the visitor center to find out hey who would be a good local author to write the book and so i was recommended and that's why i got that email just out of the blue oh, so. so obviously you'd made yourself knowing your presence was there so that they knew you ought to be writing it well I, yeah i think so so i started writing um shortly after we moved here i kind of stumbled into uh, the travel writing thing with uh, northwestmilitary.com and they published the ranger in the airlifter and um, the weekly volcano so they're a, a family-owned um, company and they've uh, published these newspapers you know for a number of years in fact uh, the publisher ken swarner his dad you know founded the company um so i just happened to be looking for um an ad for an auction we were doing uh for you know i was doing some volunteer work with the military and it was the 100th anniversary of camp lewis which is now JBLM or Joint Base Lewis McCord. And so the history was just fascinating. So I was working on the auction and that was our theme. And I saw that the Northwest military was doing a magazine for the hundredth anniversary. So I was trying to get an ad for our auction. And so, you know, when I talked to the salespeople, they're no, we can't give you an ad for your nonprofit. And I said, well, I write, could we maybe work a trade? And they said, well, you'd have to talk with our publisher. And so next thing I know, I'm having coffee with him and uh, he offered me a job as they could call it a stringer. So they had freelance writers at the time. And then, you know, he was asking me what my goals are. And I said, well, I've always wanted to be a travel writer. And he says, well, as a matter of fact, you know, we do cover travel in the in the newspaper and we're trying to step that up. We want to run an article every week. And so that's how I that's how I got started. I, you know, I love stories like this. They, it just is so much hope and fun. And it just lends support to, you know, if you have these dreams, don't discount them, follow them and share them. Oh, exactly. And it's never too late. I mean, I never thought I'd start, you know, travel writing in my 50s, you know, so it just, you know, you start small, you start local. And um, eventually, you know, I just kept pitching stories. I went to uh, the Travel and Words conference um, that at that time was open to the, the general public to go. And it was really good mentoring young writers. So eventually I got, you know, an opportunity to get an article published with them and then some of the regional publications. And then uh, that worked my way into, uh, it's called Travel Awaits. And that's a company that's for the over 50 market. And it's all the articles are written by people that are over 50. And so that expanded, you know, me to allow international travel too. So it's it's got a national audience. So it's been a... Um, it's been really neat. It took me about five years to get to that point, but I just love it. It's it's a great, great opportunity. And I get to yes. travel a lot now. So it, for work. So it's all yes. a, a business <laughs> expense, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. How fun. Again, it's just really, you know, has kind of that magic associated with it. And again, just encouraging that, you know, just really follow your dreams and, and don't give up. This is true. This is true. And then as far as Tacoma, so, um, you know, I grew up in a military family. I was, my dad was in the military and then I served for 12 years and then married a military man. And so all total, I've moved, it was about 33 times. 
And so, you know, as we were getting towards the end of my husband's career, we had to start thinking about where we wanted to live. It was extremely stressful for me because I've moved my entire life. So the idea of just picking one spot was really <laughs> tough. But we just, when we moved here, we lived initially at Joint Base Lewis McCord. And then um, when we decided to retire here, we uh, bought a home in Stellicum, Washington, which is one of the kind of suburbs or small towns right outside Tacoma. And we just fell in love with the area. There's just so much to see and do here. I've been here nine years and I feel like I've only scratched the surface <laughs> of everything that's within driving distance to do. So, well, And that's the thing is that you've discovered so much obviously here that you're sharing with us a hundred things and you're who knows there might be the next hundred things uh, that you discover or you know some of the other communities surrounding but uh, silicon is one of the historic areas of what do we call it the greater tacoma area right and there was a little co- in fact uh, one of my i have a one star rating on amazon because someone was upset that the book included areas that were in the greater tacoma area <laughs> but not tacoma specifically oh. so uh so anyways but i just felt that was important because i feel like that's all part of this this area and and just love tacoma i think um it's very under uh, recognized as a tourist destination. And I think with the opening of the really high-end uh, Silver Cloud Hotel at Point Ruston, um, it's really become a destination, especially the Point Ruston area. You can stay at the Silver Cloud. It's got a rooftop pool. It's just super elegant, excellent restaurant. And then you just step out the door, you're overlooking Commencement Bay. I mean, people have been eating in the restaurant and actually seen an orca breach outside, wow. you know, so you just never know what you're going to see there. And then the whole Point Ruston area is a um, mixed-use community. And um, it's got restaurants, movie theater, uh, lots of great little small shops. And uh, it's just a neat area. And it's that whole area in Ruston, I kind of call it, uh, there's a section I put in there called Hope for the Environment about mm-hmm. one of the trails that connects Point Ruston to um, Point or yeah, Point Defiance. And that whole area was one of the most polluted areas of the yes. country in the um, 70s. It was the, the worst super fun site. And it it was so bad that it inspired Frank Herbert to write Dune based on that site. And so that's why that one trail is actually named after him. But um, yeah, so it's just so fascinating to see there really is hope for the environment when you think about what that site was. And now, you know, you have this old growth forest at Point Defiance right in the middle of the city. You know, how how rare is that? <laughs> exactly. I found that so fascinating. And and I feel that anyone reading about this and who hasn't visited will therefore be drawn to visit it. But to that history and that whole context that you add with all of this, I think, just really makes the book so entertaining on its own and then invites us to visit. And especially this, as you say, about the environment and how it being so polluted and to see how it's been resurrected is incredible. And that's one thing I really love about this series with 3D Press. It's all um, it's all little small vignettes. It's about 150 words. So you just read a little blurb about it. And I feel like it gives you a little more, it's a little more fun than most guidebooks where it's just like, go here, we're open from, you know, nine to five and all the specifics. And we just provide the information down at the bottom, you know, where the place is located and the website so people can look up 
you know, what they want to actually do, but the, the space is spent more just telling you little vignettes and stories about the area, why it's special. So that's what I, I enjoy about it because I'm a pretty avid reader. So, And is um, that how you did the research, Peggy, is that you read up about the area so you can include these things? Because, I mean, it, it's so much information. Well, I had lived here for a while, so basically I just started, I just wrote 100, you know, number one through 100 on a piece of paper. Peggy, that's almost daunting, one to a hundred. Yet you're really seeing Tacoma with some fresh new eyes. It wouldn't be fair to say, you know, what was the most fascinating, because there's lots of fascinating things. But there's really, in downtown Tacoma, I know it's been a few years, but we went to see the Chihuly Museum and walk across that bridge, which is really so enchanting, and watching even the students in process, I'm what did you feel about your experience there? Well, I've just been fascinated by Chihuly since I moved here. So um, we have actually, there's uh, two museums, the Museum of Glass and the Tacoma Art Museum that both have uh, Chihuly's work in it. But a lot of people don't realize that Union Station, which is uh, right, um, it's right before you um can cross over the bridge. I'm trying to remember its exact placement, but it's near the, the art museum. And then you have to cross the bridge and then on the other side is the Museum of Glass. Um, so anyways, there's three, it's three or four large Chihuly installations in that building. And so you can go in and you just show your ID because it's a, a federal building and go inside and you can, you're just in this rotunda and you see one of his giant um, chandeliers and normally when you see them in the, in the art museums they're not displayed that way so you could see how it was displayed supposed to be in a building and so he designed these works specifically for these buildings so that's pretty cool and then also as far as the free art goes when you go across the bridge of glass he has those huge um, pillars you know, with the the yes. glacier blue uh, stones, or it's glass, but it's designed to look like the, he was inspired by the um, glacier ice up at Mount Rainier and everything. So it's just, his inspiration is just amazing. So there's actually, the bridge is three separate installations. So there's one where you go under, it's almost like a tunnel and you look up and it's all, you know, inspired by the sea. And then after you get across the bridge, there's a just a wall of, of glass and it's some of the largest um, single pieces of glass um, in the world that's in that that uh, just row of just all this beautiful glass faces and artwork. So he's just very impressive. <laughs> yes. And of course, I have a, a special leaning toward glass art. I just find it so beautiful. And his is, in some cases, like those rotundas, is gigantic. It's, and yes, it's just gorgeous. Well, and I think also it kind of leads to that thing where, you know, uh, the International Airport is the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. And there's a lot of controversy right now because Tacoma helped pay for the airport and they've been marketing it lately as as CSEA and not, uh, you know, including Tacoma in the the marketing. So, um, you know, Tacoma is very underrated as a travel destination. And it's amazing because you fly into the same airport as you do for Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so Seattle has the museum um, near the Space Needle with Chihuly's glass in it. But you can come to Tacoma, which was his hometown, and just see these fabulous pieces of artwork for free, you know, right in the town. And so we have that's part of what's called our museum district. 
And we also have a theater district, which has uh, 200, more than 100 year old um, theaters. You know, the two are right near each other downtown. And the uh, restaurant scene downtown is just recently just going crazy with just, it seems like every day something new is opening and just fabulous food. It's a lot of them haven't made it into the book because I wrote it before, you know, they opened and everything. But yeah, it's just a lot more. And even in the Museum of Glass, they have uh, what's called Incalmo. And um, it's just a really neat, you know, coffee shop, but it's just got really great pastries. And then uh, the food for lunch is just incredible. So it's a great place if you're downtown to have lunch and explore the museums. So it, it really, it's a destination. Take a day and you can explore, you know, one little corner of it and, you know, feast on some great foods, including if you have a sweet tooth as well, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, so uh, Tacoma is home to uh, Brown and Haley, which is the makers of Almond Roca. And it was kind of, it was really especially sweet for me, you know, pun intended there, that um, that was my favorite candy. So when I moved here, I was like, oh my gosh, it's made here. Yeah. And they have that little <laughs> shop that, that's uh, right down there, kind of near Ch the Chihuly um uh, exhibits that you can buy the discounted Brown and Haley, which, you know, right. right? So there's, um, there's two outlets, one's in um, Federal Way, but the one I like to go to is actually at the factory and it's a little brown kiosk. So it's really small. So they only allow a certain number of people in at a time, but I've never been in there where I had to wait to get <laughs> in. And um, it was the ticket booth the kiosk was the oh. ticket booth for the World's Fair that was held in Seattle in the 60s, you know, that the Space Needle was built built for. And so at that time, a movie was made with um, Elvis Presley in it about the World's Fair. I think it was called It Happened at the World's Fair. I think so, like yes. And so this was the ticket booth at the World's Fair. And so between takes, Elvis would hang out inside here you know, to be away from the crowds and everything. So once the World's Fair was over, the plan was to move it to uh, the fairgrounds in Puyallup, but there was a bridge or for some reason they couldn't get it moved all that way. So Brown and Haley bought it and put it on their property and now it's their um, uh, outlet. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to see in there. So I always take when I have family visiting, you know, people from out of town, I always take them there to get souvenirs. Because one thing they consistently have is they did a hundred anniversary tin and it's got the Space Needle on it, Mount Rainier, and it's really decorative. It's a great souvenir. And um, you can buy those at a discounted price. And then every time you go in there, you I just always ask, what's the deal today? Because there's <laughs> always something new. And, you know, there's a lot of products you didn't even know they made. So there's a an almond roca popcorn and then i guess at one point i don't know who they made them for but there was an almond roca shortbread cookie yes. and they rarely have those but those are my absolute favorite <laughs> so good. well what you can count on is a bargain it it's really unbelievable and in fact it, when my husband and i were down there uh last late last fall and we got bargains so that we were able we picked up things I mean, it's not a lot of money, but they're so great. And we brought it for each of our staff members at work. And of course, you know, we were a hit because we had all that. So yeah, it's it's a great place to visit for sure. That's for sure. So here we have, uh, you know, again, this wonderful gem of Tacoma, which is with an easy drive for any of us. And uh, I actually have been hearing 
more recently about the kinds of things people can do in Tacoma. And I think your book, with a hundred things to do in Tacoma before you die, really is a great guide because if particularly when you live in the area, you can kind of chunk it down and think of taking friends and visitors there anytime and having something fun to do. I think so. It's something for all ages. You know, I, um, uh, one of the things I do wish I'd done a little bit differently like with the restaurants, I probably went a little heavy on the steak restaurants because <laughs> they're the places that I like to eat. Uh, but, you know, so I didn't include a vegan restaurant and things like that. So um, eventually I'll have the opportunity to do a, um, update on it and so that's might be some of the things that changed but there's just something for everybody here and uh travel tacoma they actually market tacoma's mountain city c so you can come and stay in tacoma you can get up early in the morning drive up to mount rainier do some hiking and you know this would be a pretty um ambitious day but you could literally go up there um it's you know a little over an hour drive from tacoma come back down in the afternoon, go kayaking you know, off Foss Seaway and do, I, I call it urban kayaking because you can uh, kayak right there in the harbor and then just get a different view of downtown from the water. And then in the evening, you can see a Broadway show in our theater district. So you can do all that in one day, which is hard to believe, but it's, it's true. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So the book, its availability. We we like to guide our our listeners, guide each of ourselves to the smaller bookstores, to the independent bookstores, because uh, they do good work and important work. So uh, we can find the book around the in in these oh, shops. Definitely. So um, all these places are actually listed in the shopping section on the book. High voltage records and books. That's kind of a neat little section of town on South Tacoma Way. They carry it. Uh, the Pacific Northwest store is in the Proctor District. And um, it's kind of interesting because uh, Tacoma has what's called these like economic development district. So that was one of the things I loved when I first moved here. You're just kind of driving around and suddenly you feel like you're in this town, you know, this like just like one main street and it's like in the middle of the city. So you have all these like little neighborhood hubs of businesses and everything. And so the Proctor District is one of those and the Pacific Northwest store there sells everything Pacific Northwest, including my book. <laughs> and then Pine and Moss is down in uh, DuPont. And I love her. She's actually a good friend of mine, Kimberly Calvin, but she um, is a retired military spouse. And so her shop is conveniently located to Joint Base Lewis McCord and has all kinds of just great items for gifts. And she also carries a lot of local stuff. And she also tries to uh, purchase from uh, military spouses that have small businesses and everything. And so that's a great thing that I like to support as well. And then uh, Paper Lux and uh Love Paper Lux. They're in Gig Harbor and also in Fircrest. And it's a family-owned business. And uh, they carried my book. And um, it's actually done really well there. It was one of their top sellers over the Christmas season. So that was nice to know. So. Yes, absolutely. So definitely easily available. You have a website as well, which is a wonderful wealth of information. And you know we can learn more about the book there as well, along with you. Cute name for your website. Oh, yes. It's uh, Peggy, where should I go dot com. And it's still a kind of a work in progress, but I do have some samples of my writing and everything on there. And there's definitely more information about the book. Uh, but the reason I came up with the name is, you know, I was doing a little research on marketing and, you know, the talk like on social media and everything. It's not so much what you want, but what 
what do people want from you or what can you provide them? And I'm thinking, well, people are always asking me that because they know I'm a travel writer and they know I travel a lot. And especially um, in the area with the military families. So people are always asking, you know, Peggy, where should I go? I want to do a girl's trip this weekend or, you know, Peggy, where should I go with my family uh, and stuff like that. So that's how, how the name came about. Yeah, Very cute. Along that line, then, Peggy, where are you going next? Next, I'm actually going down to Bend to stay at the Brasada Ranch. And this place is amazing. I've actually been there once before, but they're opening up some new adult-only uh, lodging. And it's this beautiful resort and um, community. So a lot of people retire there or just own vacation homes and everything. So it's close to Bend, but it's kind of outside of the, the commercial area. So you feel like you're just out in the middle of nowhere. And then uh, when you, it's just an easy drive to get to, you know, restaurants and shops and stuff. So I'm excited. Wonderful. And what about with your writing? Are you working on a new book now? Uh, not yet. Um, working with Reedy Press to decide what my next book's going to be. I really want to do, I'm really trying to get them to do a hundred things to do in Washington wine country before you die, which is a little outside the box for them because they tend to focus more, I think like more family friendly, but so many wineries and everything are very family and pet friendly in our area. But I just feel like it would be one, I think it would be great for book sales, but also there's just so many unique little wineries here and it's not these big commercial enterprises. You know, a lot of times you can go in the winemaker serving you your glass of wine. So it's something I'd really like to highlight. So either that or I might do the Olympic Peninsula or maybe the areas around Mount Rainier. So that's kind of where in the works now to see what will happen there. Right. Well, see, isn't that great? Again, these ideas and you never know which one then does come to fruition, just like it did with this book. Oh, yes. And my next uh, big project is actually with Porkchop, our uh, corgi. So he's been named Porkchop the Traveling Corgi, and he'll soon have his own uh, Instagram site. But he's extremely photogenic, rambunctious. So we're <laughs> in uh, dog training right now. Uh, but he's going to kind of be part of my travels as well. So people will be able to follow along because he's starting to travel with us, uh, my husband and I. Oh, that's wonderful. That's going to be a whole other audience. And, and it's a large one, I think, dog lovers. I think so, too. I think so, too. And we always get such a positive response. You know, people react to him because he's got a really unique coloring and he's got a blue eye and a brown eye. And he's super photogenic. So... <laughs> So you'll probably be seeing more of him in my uh, social media. Like I said, he'll soon have his own account as well. <laughs> what fun. Well, this has been fun. I just really find who you are and all that you've done so fascinating. Actually, there was another question in terms of this: your being in service. You said you were in the military for 12 years? Yes, I was. So interesting enough, I started out in the reserves as a photojournalist. I've always loved to write. You go to school, it's only 10 weeks, but that's all you do is write. In those days, it was old school photography. You know, you learn, spend three weeks learning how to use a dark room and things like that. But it was stuff I've used all my life, you know, just from that initial training. And then after that, when I came on active duty, I went into military intelligence and then I went to uh, what's called OCS, which is the officer training school after I finished my degree. And then I served uh, for six years as an officer. Actually, met my husband in Korea, so we were stationed there and uh, haven't looked back. That's amazing! Wow, 
That is so great. Again, it just underscores how everything that we do in our life really has wonderful lessons and a gift for us. And you just never know what next adventure it's going to lead to. It's true. It's true. And it's like you said, you know, it's never too late to follow your dream. Yes. And you've been following dreams for your entire life, I would say. And this one, this dream of writing your book and having it published is certainly a great one. Puts you in an elite category to be able to accomplish that. So yeah, striking that off that. Yeah. And it also has given me the opportunity to promote Tacoma. And that was the main reason why I agreed to write it. Because I feel like it's so under recognized as a travel destination and so I'm doing everything I can I recently had one of the local chefs and she's in the book Jan Parker Cookery got featured in uh, Wanderlust which is an international publication where they were asking about the best food in America so I pitched them Tacoma and uh, much to my surprise they picked it up so now there's an international publication that knows about Tacoma so I keep doing my little part (laughs) no kidding see that's another aspect of it or another validation of doing that, of, you know, just following your passion and seeing the things that evolve from it. So that part of, of you and your life, I think, is just so fascinating. But back to the book, I'm just so grateful, you know, that you wrote this. It certainly puts it on my list of things to kind of go and check out further in Tacoma and trust that that's the case for anyone else listening and catching our conversation this morning. Oh, well, thank you so much. And Auburn is not that far from Tacoma. So no, oh no, it's it's a, do a day trip. Definitely. Absolutely, that would be so great. So thank you very much for your time today, Peggy. It's been just so much fun, and wish you continued success. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it.